everyone from all of us at Saskatoon Open Doors Society. Welcome to our Cultural Bridging podcast series, Culture Clinic, with Cultural Bridging hosts Michael Efemfia and Anita Orlu. Today, Michael and I aren't hosting a guest speaker. Instead, we'll talk about our own work experiences, the labor situation across cultures, and perhaps some nuances about building a sense of belonging in the workplace. So, Michael, having said that, it's nice just to be one-on-one with you today to have a general discussion. And I'm curious, really, to know if you really do feel um, a difference in the work culture between, let's say, here in Saskatoon and in uh, Nigeria, where you were working. And maybe you can tell us a bit more about the kind of work you did. Um, yeah, for sure, that, um, there's a world of difference. And I'm not pretending to speak for the whole of Nigeria, like in this conversation, because I mean, experiences may differ from person to person and from place of work to another, from one place of work to another. Uh, but from, from my ex- own personal experiences being here, like I said, you know, has been different. And I've worked, been opportune in the one year being in Saskatoon, so I've worked in different places. So I think I have, um, I'm in a position to be able to compare. Um, see similarities, you know, and maybe areas where, you know, it, it has felt different. But generally, I would say there's a lot more attention to professionalism here. Um, people want to see you get the job done. And of course, you know, like, because of the whole culture, of, you know, being paid hourly, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to make sure that, you know, time is well spent, I guess, for both the employer and the employee. Yeah, that time was well. Yeah, that time is well spent and managed, not so much. Um, I guess back home in the places I, I worked, the culture was more result-oriented, mm. you know, so it could be a bit lax sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, but at the end of the pay period, did you accomplish this task? Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, for me, I see a clear separation. In all of the places I worked here in Canada, actually, I see a clear separation between, between work and, you know, like your personal life or personal time. And as much as possible, none eats into the other. Like, you know, you're working 9 to 5 is 9 to 5. You're working 6 to 12 is 6 to 12. But back home, it could be blurred sometimes, you know, you just carry the work, you know, task or assignments, you know, like, okay, now it's five o'clock and I'm not done, you know, I can continue in my car until I get home yeah. and, and wake up in the middle of the night and continue. And then by the morning, I'm excited that it's done. Yeah, um, yeah that's, so, that's kind of different here because, you know, you're on the hour, so you're done, you're done. So that's different. And maybe in terms of relationships too, of course, you feel, you feel like you belong in the workplace. You get to have friends and form deep connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there seem like there's a, a, a demarcation, you know. This is work, you know, and this is me. This is Michael at work and this is Michael at home. They are two different people. But I guess back home, it was just one whole, mm-hmm. you know, a seamless continuation you know, and then you carry the work home the same way you carry the relationships. Like it just continues, and you know you're all together in church. You know you're together in weddings and other mm. social activities. The lines are very blurred. You know, like you don't know when did work starts. You know, and when when is the relationship like that kind of thing. You you get it here as well, but uh, there's a lot more separation here. Mm. It's almost like, you know, a need-to-know basis. But in the other case, it almost felt like a compulsion. Like, you know, we must know. I must be involved in you know, yeah. that sort of situation. That's, that has been my personal experience. 
Yeah, very good. Well, it seems like some. But I've only been here for a year, you yeah. know, so let's not and forget that. And it depends that. on each different workplace. Maybe in a smaller uh, company or organization, it might be different. Um, we're relatively large here at Open Doors, so. Anyway, we're a small team amongst ourselves, but I understand, yeah. I, I hear you. And we, yeah, but beyond, I mean, yeah. beyond being specific about Open Door, because even back home in Nigeria, like I'd worked in both the private sector and the private and the public sector, and it's different as mm-hmm. well. Um, a lot of the private, well, the more organized, you know, bigger multi multinationals, if you, you are privileged to work uh, yeah. with them, they mimic the culture of their home country, for instance. Or they sort of mimic the culture you would find in a world-class organization, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the practices I mentioned, you might find them there. But of course, the general, you know, Nigerian, Nigerian, know they carry last vibe. Like, you know, everybody just feels like that you cannot take that away, right? No matter how much you want to internationalize or professionalize the work environment. Mm-hmm. Those relationships, the way they have evolved over time, oh, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't take yeah. that away, right? No, so can. you can't say, you know, clocking at eight, nine and clock at five, we will do that, you know, but yeah. we'll take our conversation into the car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Well, in some ways, your experiences kind of, in, in some ways in Nigeria are similar to mine when I worked in Istanbul. Yeah, because I'm curious um, to know, yeah. like, because you have worked, you know, in Turkey. And then you're back now in Canada, mm. you know, so like, did you notice anything different when you were there oh, and was coming much. back, you know, hard for you to reintegrate? Yeah, it was in a way because it took some time to to integrate myself because I started work in Canada um, and then I went there when I was about, oh, 28, 29. And then I entered into a large multinational corporation. Uh, you know, it was a different time, I guess, in the early 90s, whereby, you know, even those large corporations, they were still mostly Turkish-owned, although they had a small percentage of a foreign partner. And um, the, the, the boss, you know, interesting, women were largely my bosses. It's uh, They say it's a male-dominated society there, and, and maybe that's true now more than before, but a lot of women uh, I actually worked for. And um, in, in many ways, the first place I worked, they still kind of ran it like an extended family. So when you say going to weddings, I don't know, uh, getting together outside of work, we did that a lot. Uh, we weren't just working nine to five. We were also doing extra activities together. Um, they even gave us lunch. We were, we were. I couldn't believe it. I had never been given a lunch uh, where I work, uh, and it was odd to see that. But it, it was again another way. It was, it was sort of a, a regulation across the nation to do that. But it was also allowing us to be more together and feel more like family. But of course, that also changed over time, and with sort of the foreign partner getting more and more. Um, percentage of the share of the corporation, I guess we could say the Turkish partner, um, they tried to implement, you know, other Western corporate ways of doing things, which kind of was a bit odd for us and, and it kind of upset us. But still, the Turks always allowed a space for independent thinking and sort of for taking your own initiative. You could be more than just a job title on a card. You, you had respect for your boss, but yet your boss also kind of wanted you to, to do more than, than just what was on your card. So I was given quite a lot of free reign, and I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. It was incredible. It was a very rich time. When I came back to Canada and, and came to Open Door, I, I found that, that 9 to 5 thing again. 
it wasn't about so much that you have to fill in what you did for every single hour. It was about that you get the result, just like you said. So I found it just a little bit, I don't know, limiting somehow, but also we have a very good team here. It's just a very different system, if you will. So it's kind of like a division of labor too. Like one does this, one does that and so on. But I think it would be nice. And I think we're trying to cultivate something more mixed uh, where everybody pitches in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And something else like I, I observe and I like that a lot about like here and the places I've worked since coming to Canada, like if you were entitled to something, you just got it. Mm. You know, like if you had an issue, just send an email and it gets resolved. It was more clicky sometimes, like over you know, there. Over there. Yeah. If you didn't belong to a certain you know, mm. space, certain allegiances in certain ways, then maybe you, you know it was time for you to go and leave. Somebody can say don't go, or it was time for you to be promoted, and somebody may say you know what, mm. wait, you know, mm. because they feel like you didn't do something out of the work environment like like they can't they can't fault you on your job right mm-hmm. yeah but you just don't belong to you know, a particular clique in the workplace and so you are deprived of some of those opportunities um, but not here mm-hmm. like in, in the places i've worked mm-hmm. i've had that unique experience of of just being entitled to something right and getting it like if it was a play, play, a uniformed organization, you get your uniforms. You didn't need to, you know, go and beg. Oh, I would know the tailor. You know, yeah. you become <laughs> friends with him, and then you get it right. Yeah. If it was, a, you know, something you needed for work, it was a laptop or something. Um, they just gave it to you. You know. Yeah. Sometimes we've had to, like, you know, well, you're new, the newest employee, in, you know, in the office. This is the space. Look for a chair and a table. You know, mm. and you have to, from day one, you're already hustling. Like, you know what? How, how do I get a chair and how do I get a table? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, like, more, they're more or less like, you know, thrown into the wild, like, you know, just yeah. go and sort yourself out. Yeah. Um, so I think the whole system. Less of, procedural. You know, yeah. you take your own initiative and there's less procedures, I think, maybe. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it would seem like there's less procedure. But the downside would be that, you know, where there are no procedures, then anything goes. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You know, yeah. But when it, when it was well laid out, you know, okay, if I had this issue, this is who I would go to to get it resolved. You know, if I wanted to escalate an issue, this is the way. That's right. Yeah. On paper, it could be the, that, that way. But, you know, mm-hmm. when, when um, reality hits, then all that gets thrown out of the window. But like in a workplace, you want to see some of that sort of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I kind of like that that structure uh, is here. And, you know, they will take things like training and all that, like pretty serious mm-hmm. and remind you, oh, you haven't gone for your training. Oh, mm-hmm. this one we're going to pay for you and that kind of thing. So they yeah. are excited for your personal development, yeah, which is which is great. Uh, but then again, to your point, you know, that sometimes then takes away your ability to to crack like an issue by yourself and say, you know what, I resolved it. The funny thing though, is that like, I'm one of those people who, maybe because I'm like, I'm like a glass half full person. So I really didn't do my <laughs> research. The glass half empty, Michael. Yeah. Pardon? I'm the glass half empty or the glass half full. That way we are complete glass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty optimistic. Like, you know what, I'm just going to come in here and I'll just figure my way out somehow, you know. So I didn't really think 
like okay when i come to canada you know these are the challenges i really didn't think about it you know no, you're just taking it organic i'm just going what i will just come time. in like i'll just yeah. get my passport to the airport stamped and i'll, yeah, I'll come in so relaxed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i think that that kind of helped me at the end of the day yeah. right because i didn't have so much anxiety but then just realizing that everything was different like your resume had to be done a certain way you have to do a cover letter. I didn't know what that was. Mm. Um, you had to, you know, understand job postings and how to yeah. look for them and know who is employing and how to send in your resumes and all that stuff, which is it's different, you know. It is it's very, very different. different and it's a different situation, if I may add, between you and I, because uh, when I went over to Istanbul, I didn't go essentially looking for work. I went to marry. But when I did find a job, mm. of course, they were looking for let's say, a North American who could fit that style. It's more about your having to adapt to, to the working style here, which is very, it can be very difficult. Whereas I was sort of a, a person who they wanted to kind of use as a guide for changing, in a way, their work style, perhaps. Um, but then the pleasant surprise was that they taught me a new work style. So it was, it was uh, interesting. At least we had that chance to share that. One thing I could just add is that about work and about time of work. So let's say we go to a client in the morning, we'd have a presentation, and let's say the client wanted a thousand of changes. So what our boss used to do, wonderful guy, he used to take us out to the very best fish restaurant on the Bosphorus and order us any kind of mezes, any kind of things we wanted, the whole team, the whole creative team. And then he would sit and he would talk with us. He'd talk, we'd have a couple of beer, and he'd talk for hours about what he was thinking, how uh, we could do it differently uh, to impress the client and, and keep the client happy. And then you know what, Michael, after that, all that food and drink, we would go back to the office about four in the afternoon. We'd work till two, three, four <laughs> in the morning and we'd get the job done. But it was like a pleasure to do it. You see, you couldn't do that here. Well, not in, not in a place that had the regulations that wouldn't allow that. And I'm not saying you could also get taken advantage of. But there was some sort of fairness and the use of food and the use of, of giving a little more so that you get, you know, your employees to work a little harder, actually. Giving yeah. to receive um, rather than just yeah. a 50-50 split. And, yeah. and some of the places I've worked since coming to Canada, like sometimes it felt almost robotic. Mm, like if work. it was like yeah. you, you guys were having, um, so you're on, you're on this task yeah. and everybody's looking at the clock. So, like, if it was something dropping from from the sky, your your task was to drop <laughs> yeah. this envelope from the sky, yeah. and it touches the ground, yeah. and like, um, <laughs> yeah, lunch break was like ten yeah. thirty, yeah, and I the know. envelope was dropping, and the envelope stops midway. Ten thirty. You just have to like that envelope mustn't touch the ground. Like that task cannot be complete. Yeah, you must stop. Yeah. And go for your lunch yeah, break and come back true. and that's somehow true. get the envelope to drop. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of felt robotic sometimes in some of the places true. I've been. Um, and I think also this can re this can apply in both situations, mm -hmm. like back home and here as well. And you mentioned that like the teams you work with and stuff. Like I've had the privilege of working with very amazing people here, mm -hmm. and in some of the places I worked. Which is the same thing, but because at the end of the day, it depends on like who your bosses are, who your yes, colleagues are, and that's very important, you know. Mm -hmm. 
and and how the relationships in the workplace evolve. and whether you're full time or contract yeah. or you know sometimes there's this thing outsource which outsourced labor doesn't ever really it doesn't sort of somehow feel like part of the main uh, employment group so it's yeah. yeah there's lots of new yeah. things in labor laws that change that relationship yeah because I've been like you know had experiences in other in some other places where it was like oh this is the boss from hell. And I'm <laughs> yes. like, oh, this can't be yes. Canada, you know? Oh, we had a boss like that. Oh, yeah. she was brutal. And then, she like, in brutal. Nigeria, like, I've had bosses <laughs> who are like, oh, like, I'm like, they're like your father. Like, you know, mm. they care that much about That's you. That's right. And, yeah. and so, at, at the end of the day, I think it boils down to who yeah. who are the people you work with. Exactly. And, and that's very, that's very important. I think another culture as well is, like, the ability to to be able to work, like, here... It's it's almost taken for granted, like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you could work in two places at once. Mm-hmm. You can hold down two jobs, but back home you have to like focus on one. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, you worked here, you can't work here, That's and right. so it's just that one work, uh, one job rather. And um, there's something called dignity, yeah. you know, dignity of labor. <laughs> dignity, yeah, dignity, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's something we would say a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I found the practice more here. Like I said, I've worked in, you know, privileged to work in different places, right? Mm-hmm. And as a newcomer, as an immigrant, you find yourself, you know, starting off most times in jobs. You feel like, oh, I'm, I'm more qualified, like, than this. And, you know, um, this isn't what I should be doing, that kind of thing. Um, and I never knew what survival jobs meant. Like I heard mm-hmm. that phrase for the first time yeah. since coming to Canada. And I've had my fair share of those. But you see, like, in that environment, like nobody makes you most, you know, in most cases, right? Nobody, at least from my own personal experiences, nobody makes you feel like there's a class thing. Oh, like mm. now I'm the boss and you are, you know, mm-hmm. the janitor or whatever mm-hmm. you have to do there. That's true. Um, and people go to their jobs with pride. Like whatever it is they do, I see like the bus drivers, you know, downtown when I'm coming to work. Mm-hmm. And I see like, you know, how they wear their uniforms with pride and how they feel like they're doing something really important or they're contributing <laughs> so to humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true. They yeah, are like they're yeah. taking the kids to school or they're sure helping they people get to yeah. work, you know. So that I see that dignity mm-hmm. and respect that they put into their that's jobs. True. Um, and that's something that, um, I, I find fascinating how people mm-hmm. can just embrace whatever it is that they do and they put in their best and i think that at the end of the day because if you went back to the neighborhoods where at the close of work or even in some of the places that i have worked at the close of work when we all go to the parking lot everybody's pretty much driving the same car home like you don't know okay so Who's, right. Where's the boss's car? Yeah, exactly. You can't tell. Exactly. Because yeah. everybody, everybody equalizes everyone. So picking up on your point about, uh, you know, people embracing what they do and uh, having that dignity of work, it's it's just a wonderful concept. And it's it's really that makes us, I guess, feel as if we belong. And in these tough times, I guess all we would like to wish, uh, at least uh, I'm speaking for myself, is the chance for all newcomers or to have that same chance to embrace what they do and, and have dignity through work. So um, this has been an interesting conversation, Michael, just you and I. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. Next time on Culture Clinic, we'll explore another fascinating topic with stories from another guest. Michael and I welcome your feedback and suggestions. Please write us at culturalbridging at sods.sk.ca. 
We appreciate you, our dear listeners. Until next week, remember to keep safe, keep distance, and keep alive.